What's up, amigos y familia? It's me, Chef Josh. You are tuned into The Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes, yes, indeed. On today's episode, my guest is Mr. Mark DeSalvo. And before I get into all that with the intro and everything, I'm going to play a new song from a new band called Holy Fangs. They're out of L.A. They got ex-members from Spanish Love Songs. They're all punk rock veterans in our community and stuff like that. But they got a new EP coming out. And uh, the homie Mike at Sweet Beef Agency sent me this one. He's like, check this out. They're trying to get the word out. And I wanted to put it on here because I love to promote indie bands and stuff like that. So it's good, good old fashioned punk rock. Um, still got, still has that pop sound. You'll hear it. Um, the band, I mean, sorry, the band is Holy Fangs. The song is called This Might Take a While. I'm just going to play it here and then we'll start the show. All right, enjoy. Yeah. 
Hello, hello, hello there, everybody. Howdy, hi, hola, amigos y familia, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I'm back. It's me, Chef Josh. I've been cooking, I've been busy, I've been tasting wine, trying new things in the kitchen, um, promoting people, hiring people, still on the search for a, a sous chef technically, but I'm proud to say that I got a, a rad team right now. Got a pastry chef, got a chef de cuisine. Shout out to uh, everybody at Harvest Kitchen, where I'm the executive chef, or I'm the punk chef podcast here. So I'm a punk rocker in the kitchen. I'm a punk rocker as a dad, as a husband. You don't like it. I don't know what to tell you. I don't <laughs> I don't know any other way. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm Josh. This is the family cast. Food and music is life. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's what family stands for. That's why it's family, question mark, because it's food and music is life. Yes. Because in the kitchen, we say, yes, chef. Yes. We go, if you didn't, if you heard me, I go, yes. Like, can you make just to make sure that we were heard or whatever. So we respond with yes, chef or roger that or copy or 10 you know, just kind of CB ham radio kind of speak, but also just like acknowledging that we said something important or not. Maybe it's just like, hey, did you salt that? Yeah. Or, hey, is this your water? Yes. You know, stuff like that. Though it's a sign of respect. Yes, chef. I say it to I say it to other people in the kitchen as well, even though I am technically the high highest ranking individual. That doesn't mean I'm the most important or most talented. Let's get that straight. I value everyone in the kitchen. I value everybody in uh, in the workspace. The dishwasher is the most important person in the kitchen. Without the dishwasher, who is who is cleaning up and washing the dishes, huh? The chef? I mean, we clean a lot. I do clean a lot, and I'm on everyone's case about it. But who is going to stay for the late shift and clean up the food truck and mop the floors after the events? Uh, I, I guess I would if I had to, but I have somebody to do that. So that's a very important job. Shout out to my own son, Rhythm. He's a dishwasher at Public Square Coffee, um, and he's moving on up in the ranks there, making food, making rad sandwich videos. <laughs> Shout out to you, my son, Rhythm. Yeah, that's right. His name is Rhythm, just like the stuff in music and yeah anyways <clears throat> i uh, have a rad guest today mark de salvo famous artist you might know from album covers mainly um if you're listening to this podcast you are probably a fan of music if not food also but mark has done some album covers that you might have in your collection right now i have off the top of my head i can think of about five or six album covers that he has painted that I have in my collection. He's done stuff for Fat Records, Epitaph, uh, Tooth and Nail. Before it was Solid State Records, he did some stuff for hardcore bands. So on that label. So I am uh, I'm thinking about helping him make a coffee table art book. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Maybe not even on the show, but yeah. Mark DeSalvo, cool, awesome dude. He was a bartender for a long time. So he fits the food and music pairing category already. He is a cancer survivor. He had a bout with throat cancer not too long ago, very recently. Just kicking it, just kicked it recently. Shout out to everyone at Scripps in San Diego for helping him out with that, um, where my mom works also in that department. So I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's alive. We need more artists like him and art around here. As you'll hear in the conversation, uh, this was maybe a couple weeks ago from, from now, but um, he was going to an art show when I always say, keep the arts alive, support local artists, support the local scene of art and music, culinary arts, brewers, coffee shops, all that kind of stuff. Keep that alive, keep that indie spirit going. He's definitely independent. He's, he's a proud husband and father. So we gotta support him. Keep, keep Mark going with his artwork and he's helping other people do the same thing. So I'll put links in the show notes of how you can find him to commission him for your own art, stuff like that. So yeah, 
I wanted to get into the conversation. And before I do, of course, I wanted to say thank you for listening to the family cast. It means a lot to me. Thank you, all the listeners out there. Could you please share the show with a friend? Um, whether you're a fan of art or food and music or whatever, just get the word out there um, so I can get some more interviews with some rad people. So, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you very much. Amigos y familia. That means friends and family, by the way, if you didn't know that. I always say that because uh, hopefully you're my friend or my family if you're listening to this. And by that, I mean somebody who's close to me, who who has my back. And for ha- by having my back, you also share and support this show. I appreciate that. So if you're not supporting financially, it's free to share the show. So, hey, save your money. Just share the show. I don't, I don't even necessarily need the money. I just want you to get the word out. So help me do that. If you want to email me any ideas or talk, email me, famcastpod at gmail.com. And you can, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk via electronic mail. If you want to send actual mail, let's talk about that. I'll send you my actual address and we can send stuff because i have i've been actually sending mix cds like mixtapes to to people back and forth so getting new music and stuff like that you know and uh yeah i i mean mark's not in a band but i'll probably end up playing some music after this of stuff that he has been involved with so that's what we're going to do today i was going to play something in the front here but i i decided i'll just do a little talk and i'm almost, i'm pretty much done with that so we're going to get into the conversation with the famous artist Mark DeSalvo, today on the Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? All right. You know what? Let's dig in. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, I'm here talking to uh, world-renowned artist Mark DeSalvo. Hope I said that correctly, Mark de Salvo. You say it the, with the proper accent, right? But uh, if you um, throw the Italian on there's de Salvo. De Salvo, of course. Um, but yeah, so you you probably recognize some of those works if you're in our in the punk rock community. And I just found out that Mark's also been a, a bartender for a lot of a lot of his a lot of his time too. So we're gonna definitely talk about that today on Food and Music is Life, yes. Family cast. I'm Chef Josh. Of course, this is Mark de Salvo. Hi, Mark. Hey Josh, how you doing? <laughs> doing rad, doing rad. Um, it reminded me, it prompted me to talk to you today. Like actually, instead of just Instagram messaging, but to talk to you because some of the records that you've been painting have are celebrating twenty year, twenty five year anniversary re releases and stuff like that. So you've been getting some some more, a uh, little bit more recognition, a little bit more shine on some of the earlier works that you did when you know maybe ninety, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. So <laughs> we're having a day, baby. Um, yeah. And then, so that's cool. And you're still painting. Still painting. I've actually been um, painting more lately than I ever have. Um, You know, well, I don't know. I painted quite a bit while I was still going to art school. Mm -hmm. But um, I, um, you know, when COVID kicked in, I haven't bartended, haven't actually haven't had a real job since then. because when um, when the world opened back up and people started going back to work, um, I was diagnosed with throat cancer, um, and oh my, that was actually a year ago this month. Um, we started right around right around right now is when I started my treatment. I did um, what was it thirty three. Um, 33 days of radiation therapy with eight weeks of chemo. Um, 
kicked oh. its ass. The cancer is gone. Hell yeah. I, I, I still go back once a, um, once a month to see the doctors and they shove a scope through my sinuses down into the back <laughs> of my throat to get a better look, which is never pleasant. But, um, but the staff at um, Scripps and MD Anderson um, were amazing. They, you know, I was actually leaning down at my desk, sort of just rested my <clears throat> rested my chin on my hand. Um, mm -hmm. I was working on a painting, and um, noticed a little lump, and you know, I I didn't have a sore throat or anything like that, so I, you know, it sort of concerned me, but I didn't think too much of it. Um, but then the next day it was still there and I brought it to my wife's attention and, um, you know, I had a doctor's appointment coming up. Um, I figured, you know, I'd just have the doctor look at it, but I called and the doctor, um, wasn't like had to cancel and move my appointment for another month out. And so mm -hmm. I told the receptionist that I needed to find someone to, take a look at my throat real quick at this lump and she yeah. gave me a phone number to call which um got the ball rolling and the next thing i know i was getting a biopsy like two days later um out in la jolla where they took a little snipped a little chunk out of my tonsils and called me up a couple of days later telling me i had cancer but they had already lined me up in their system i had cat scans and pet scans all lined up and um, I think it, from the day they did the biopsy, um, I think it might have been two weeks when I started my radiation and chemotherapies. Um, so they were very aggressive in attacking it, mm -hmm. and and it worked, you know. So yeah. Uh, well, you yeah, look and but, sound great. You look and sound like a million bucks, you know. Well, thank you um, very much. The team, um, I, shout out to the team at Scripps. Uh, my mom oh, works. Sure. My mom sure. works there at, in the oncology department um, <clears throat> at Scripps in um, okay. a couple different locations. But um, yeah, amazing team. I'm glad that I'm glad that you are one year out now. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we're, we're, the world needs you. The world needs you right now. You know so. Um, but, well, Back to what we were talking about, I um, you know, had, hadn't gone back to, you know, couldn't go back to work um, during COVID, so I just started painting a lot. Um, yeah. Granted, no one was able to release records or anything, but I, um, with all the free time, I always had friends that were like, hey, you know, I want to paint and paint this or paint that. Right. So I just started, I started telling people, um, you know, send me a picture. I painted on a 12 by 12, color a little DeSalvo filter painting. It's you know, because I've done so many record covers, yeah, I figured yeah, yeah. I could do the, all these on 12 by 12 canvases. Um, That's such a good idea. And I, I've done done about, almost probably about 100 of them by now. Um, That's awesome. And, um, That's very fulfilling to your to your talent. Yeah, well, it, it also, <laughs> I, I did them, at, I do them at a really fair price, so people mm -hmm. can afford to get something. I had a, you know, one buddy that, hit me up. He's like, how much are you doing this for? And I, you know, next thing I know, he sent me a picture of him and each one of his daughters. So I did three paintings for him. <laughs> oh, rad. That's cool. And, you know, like I said, I try to make them affordable enough that, that you can do something like that, decorate your whole house with them. And I, as well yeah. as I also, after a while started realizing not everyone, you know, 12 by 12 is not that big, but it's not that small. Um, so many people, 
want a picture, a painting of their dog or their cat. Um, I also <laughs> started doing a, a smaller and even less expensive size that um, I call it the hit single. It's an eight by eight canvas. I would have liked a seven inch canvas, but um, I they don't make those. Yeah, they don't make yeah. it. Yeah. Dang it. You got to get do it just for that. That's not, that's a really good idea. Like, but like the eight by eight's a great size. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a you know a nice little canvas that you can frame and throw up in your office, and no one's gonna say, well, "What's that giant picture of a dog?" That you know, it's like it's a discreet. <laughs> that, hey, thing, some know? people have those. Some people have giant pictures of their, of their animals in there. I've done a lot yeah, of private do. private caterings where they have gigantic yeah. pictures of their dog. Um, yeah. It's fun. But are you a are you a San Diego person or a Bay Area person? Um, well, I've. Um, uh, I still consider myself kind of Bay Area, even though I haven't lived there for over 20 years at this point. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And every time, every time I go back, I'm like, oh man, this place is not what it used to be. Um, <laughs> but I, I grew up. I was born in Reno, Nevada, um, home of Seven Seconds. Yo. Mm -hmm. They they claim they claim to be from Sacramento, but but the true fans know they're the real roots start in Reno. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, moved to San Francisco when I turned 21 and went to art school there. Um, lived there for um, 19 years, then did 10 in LA, and I've been down here in San Diego for eight now. Awesome. Um, That's really cool. And then um, is that how you kind of started connecting with like Bat Records up there? Because um, it from being um, up there? Definitely at the time, um, being up there and fat being, you know, located there, that was definitely serendipitous mm -hmm. for me. Um, I, you know, when I finished art school, I was like, you know, okay, well, how am I going to find work painting? And, you know, teachers at the time said, you know, you got to mail your portfolio to magazines and this and that and i was like all right but you know the magazines that i read um i mean i would love to do illustrations for the new yorker or playboy or things something like that because mm -hmm. playboy does have actually some really cool illustration inside of them yeah um besides all the naked girls uh, <laughs> i thought they changed that which they don't even do naked girls anymore yeah <laughs> it's all but, art now. Uh, <laughs> so um so anyways um I, you know, I sent stuff to Thrasher and Slap Magazine and stuff like that. And I, mm -hmm. and I was sending just, they were handwritten letters. I sent one to Lookout Records. I sent, you know, Lookout and Fat were both right there in the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I actually got lucky. Fat like called me up one day. And um, so I remember what sort of prompted me to do it. I was reading the liner notes of, Propagandi's How to Clean Everything um, when, you know, just listening to music one day and reading along the liner notes. And mm -hmm. um, it said somewhere inside there that said Fat Mike's getting pissed at us because the, um, <laughs> yeah. the album the album was supposed to be out yesterday and we yeah. still don't have the artwork done. And so I sent him a handwritten letter that just said, hey, my name is Mark DeSalvo. I paint... Um, you know, I would love to show you my portfolio mm -hmm. if you have the time sometime. And um, and if you have problems like that with your illustrators, you know, I'll get the stuff to you on time. Mm -hmm. 
I almost always do. <laughs> there's there's been a few I've lagged on, but uh, um, but yeah, that um, Mike called me up and I went in with my portfolio, showed it to him, and the next thing I knew, we were talking about doing the heavy petting zoo cover. So, <laughs> and since then I've, um, you know, obviously there's that. Um, I've done. Um, I did the surfer seven inch forum as well as the Timmy turtle seven inch and, mm -hmm. um, and coming out soon, which I think I can talk about. I wasn't it. They told me not to show anyone the artwork, but, um, I believe they have a whole series of 10 inches coming out. So I did one for, um, I think they were going to release them. Um, they were going to use this year and release them, you know, maybe three a month, I think. Um, and, and at the end of the year, you know, everyone would have nice, you know, all these all these ten inches. Um, but then I guess they decided that they're going to release them all at once. So, um, so even though I finished this yeah. painting, <laughs> the art's done. Still, still <laughs> that, that's really yeah. released. But I actually, I actually like this cover better than the heavy petting suit cover. So the eating lamb. Uh, um, well, the eating lamb and heavy petting zoo. Yeah, there's, there's this new one I did, the ten inch. I think. Oh, a I new, new. Get, Okay. Yeah, I, th I think it'll get a lot of positive response as well. <laughs> For the people who enjoy the the heavy petting zoo or eating lamb, no effects. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I can't wait to you can't wait to blow their minds with this one. Um, so that was the first one you did, and then it kind of uh, added more in there, and just kept growing and growing. And did, did yeah, you? Well, only I, I, Done that, and, and at the same time, I was doing um, talking with Thrasher, and I got to do a cover for Thrasher, um, yeah. which um, you know is it's funny because at the time, you know, I was a punk kid that liked skateboarding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I would have loved to be in a punk rock band and play in shows, and you know being a pro skateboarder in my spare time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I sucked at both. So <laughs> I, I got to live vicariously through my artwork. And, um, <coughs> you know, I've, I've, I've got, you know, getting close to 50, 50 albums out. I've got, I've got my own pro models, skateboards yeah. that I've done the artwork for. Um, the real, real, I did a, a few different series for real skateboards back then. I did some stuff for Spitfire. Um, I got to be, I got to, got my own cover of Thrasher, which is cool. I mean, I'm not skateboarding on it, but so it's you're just like checking off the Thrasher. list of all, checking off the list of all your childhood dreams through through your painting, through your artwork, right? There you go. That's, that's cool. That's yeah. As you're still, was that was that art like running your family, or did you how'd you get the bug for art and punk like putting those all together? I got to blame it all on my mom. Um, yeah, we always blame our you moms. Know, growing, growing <laughs> up, um, we were poor, dirt poor. So that's one reason why we got, you know, um, crayons or clay or whatever it might be, art mm -hmm. supplies, um, rather than Tonka trucks and Lego sets, um, yeah. which are great toys as well. But, um, you know, you give someone a, piece of paper and a crayon and they can have fun for a few hours half mm -hmm. the time you give them a toy truck and 
they bang it around for a few minutes and then they're bored and want something else to do. Or at least I've noticed that with my kids. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if or if you if you give them the toy truck and the spray paint, they can color it, you know, vandalize the truck or <laughs> have real art. Um, that's what you can teach them. That's <laughs> you're probably a, you're probably a fun dad. Um, you know, all this art stuff lying around and you know skateboards and guitars and all that kind of stuff. It's it's fun being a punk rock dad sometimes. It's um, it's fun being a dad. I got I was blessed with two amazing kids. One's mm-hmm. still a slug, like only one years old, and <laughs> doesn't Slugging do much out. except keep me up right now. This kid's but, lazy, uh, <laughs> but he's 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 a tough little guy, and he's yeah. cute as cute as can be. And my daughter just blows my mind every day. We have so much fun together. Me That's and her awesome. actually. I've got an art show up in Carlsbad tomorrow. Uh, oh, rad. A group, a, one of those group art shows with punk rock and paint brushes. Yeah. Um, Shout out. And definitely there's going to be a lot of cool people there. Um, Where's that at? Well. Is that at Poorhouse? Uh, it's at Static Static Skateboard Shop. Okay. Uh, it's, um, I think that it's something like Roosevelt, Roosevelt right there at um, Carlsbad Village. It's so cool, um, yeah. So that's awesome. So you can Google, if you're in the neighborhood, you can Google that and find yeah, it. Carlsbad. Shout out. Um, except it's, except it's for tomorrow, but you know, I'll, I'll still, yeah. I'll still post about it. Um, no, my kitchen's in Vista and Carlsbad. So, um, I'll try right. to go to some of those. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of all the art and skate community up there. And, um, so what's, what's the kitchen? at Harvest Kitchen, um, we're, we're just right there in off Poinsettia by off Palomar Airport Road. But, um, I see I see pros around all the time because one of the guys next door does skate light and distribution for like insoles and stuff like that. So there's always yeah. guys around skating in the back and doing the whole thing that we used to do in the in the '90s, just skating around, breaking our ankles, and you know, yeah. um, putting together demos and stuff like that. So when 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 punk rock bands used to be actually a, a huge part of the skateboarding scene and stuff like that, when we were when we were coming up, you know, not when it wasn't just a kamikaze board, it was like turning into something much bigger and turning in eventually turning into the warp tour and stuff like that but which was cool because i also see people like yourself selling art at the at warp tour or other shows and now there's now there's actually a, a, a i would say would you say or would you say that there's a strong resurgence for the arts in general like arts in schools and like because of on, online classes or whatever i don't know what the case is because i just see uh, i see it as a um a, 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 not a long lost skill but like you know more people are interested in, in doing that kind of handcrafted art versus digital sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think people are always um, like that. I mean, it, it, it goes to what I was saying about my mom, you know, mm-hmm. she brought us crayons and clay and watercolors and stuff like that. Um, every little kid likes to draw and paint. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not until you get into middle school um, where you know, you're, it's an awkward time in your life anyways, but you're also hmm. trying to find your, find yourself, find what you're good at. And, you know, if you excel at sports, you put down the paintbrushes and play basketball or baseball or football or something. If you excel at, um, you know, math, I guess people excel at math. <laughs> you start studying stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're like me, you just, keep drawing and painting because that's what you had fun doing and <laughs> yeah you know, I, i've got buddies buddies that i grew up with that 
you know, say they wish they could paint and draw. Um, and I was like, you can, man. You used to be awesome at drawing. We used to draw and hang out. And, you know, I remember, you know, laying around in my buddy's um, living room with him, you know, drawing pictures of Ace Freely and Gene Simmons and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. our, our, our favorite you know, Marvel superheroes or whatever we might be drawn at the time, with, you know, when we're, you know, 11, 12, 13 year old kids. Yeah. And he was awesome, but he um, basically stopped drawing and painting and everything and was, you know, basically focused all his time on sports. Mm. And, you know, it's one of those things you, you're also self-conscious. So pouring yourself into a painting and then showing it to a class of your peers when you're, 12 years old doesn't sound like a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you don't want the teacher or any of the students saying, oh, that looks stupid. Or, you know, you don't, you don't want to put yourself out there to be ridiculed when you're already in a, you know, a, a weird phase in your yeah. life. Yeah. Kind of like um, being the art nerd or something, like yeah. you know, a little bit. And I think, I think these days, um, there's so much more. I mean, kids, they've got computers and stuff like that at home when they're growing up now, there's so much more time spent in time where you can be more introverted or introspective, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so you can, you can nurture those sides of you, the creative sides of you. And so I think you're seeing more artists and more people curious about art or into art because, because they have more of that time to do it on their own. You know, when we were yeah. kids, we, were kicked out of the house and told to go play, get out of the house and go play. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's art, the art that you do. I mean, you're actually, when you paint, like say, no use for a name, making friends or like, I mean, or in the albums so that you've done it, you're, it's all hand, right? You're not doing stuff on the computer, right? Am I wrong? Is it like you paint it all and then send it to it's, the, it's, um, I paint, um, I'll scan it in sometimes if it's larger than I can scan. Um, um, there's a photo lab here in town. Um, I'll take paintings too and they'll shoot it and give me high resolution digital files for it. Um, yeah. um, I definitely have done layouts and, you know, the design work on plenty of records as well. Um, the, you know, I've definitely known more for the paintings that I've done on the covers, but um, I've got a handful that, you know, I didn't paint the cover. I did something, ah, okay. some graphic design sort of thing yeah, here or there. Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't have that much fun doing that stuff. And there are so many <laughs> better graphic designers out there than me. So a lot of the times when, you know, bands will come to me with an idea and stuff and I'll, paint it and then they're like oh you know so here's our lyric sheet and here's the and i was like oh you want me to lay it out too it's like well that's an extra fee because yeah that's not what you do because you know <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually a lot of work um you yeah. know and i'm spelling is not my strong point um so i actually broke my heart one of my favorite records which i did the painting for as well as did the entire layout i did everything except write and sing the songs um it's even my handwriting in the liner notes um the the the, the album the the lyrics and stuff like that are written in my handwriting um, as one man armies um, ah. um rumors and headlines mm -hmm. and um 
there's a typo on the back of the just on, not on the CD but on the vinyl. Uh, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but uh, they no one noticed it until they printed, <laughs> and you of know course. so there's you know yeah. however many copies of that album out there that makes it a collector's the, item with the misspelled with the uh, misspelled song title. Yeah, people love uh, those actually. <laughs> It's actually funny. I didn't do the layout for it, but Polly is um, um, together again for the first time. Uh -huh. uh, was has only just been recently put out on vinyl. But when Epitaph originally released it, they only did it on CD and CD and cassette, I think, and um, misspelt. Uh, it's actually a capital L instead of an I for um, in time. <laughs> So and I actually never noticed it until when they did release the vinyl, which was I think just a couple of years ago. Um, Tyler posted on Instagram or something saying that they finally that that, that typo is finally gone from this album. You know, <laughs> it's 18 years later, however long it was, and and I went and looked. And I was like, oh, whoa! I never even noticed it. And uh, but yeah, I, I only painted the cover. I didn't do the layout on that, and I'm not going to call out who did. Aha! It's a good book. Aha! <laughs> it happens. It does. I guess it happens. You know? Read the liner notes if you need to. I mean, it's it's kind of akin to be the kitchen too. Sometimes we're like, I totally forgot that garnish, or I totally didn't add that ingredient, and and you can still make it turn out tasty, tasteish, or whatever. It just it's not going to be the same exact one, but oh man, I can't believe I forgot that or whatever you know, on the load, but um. What you said, you also like, uh, you, you do bartending too. Is that, that's, is that for fun? Like, um, yeah, I actually before was, COVID, but. um, I started bartending, um, when I first moved to San Francisco, like I said, I moved there when I was 21. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, um, a couple stints bar backing when I first got there as well as screen printing. Um, when I, you know, first moved there, um, and found some bar backing jobs, which was able to move up into a bartending job, um, and bartended my whole way through art school. Nice. Just never, never quit bartending up until COVID kicked in, um, and and then with the cancer thing, um, stalled on going back and. And I'm actually to the point because cancer, it's like once you're done with all the radiation and all that, it's like still surges through you for a good three, four months. And mm. I was actually more depleted and wiped out after I had already gone through all the therapies. Uh -huh. um, I mean, I was, you know, you just wake up and all you want to do is go back to sleep. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, there were days where I'd get up and take my daughter to the park and, run run around with her for 15 minutes and i need to come home and go straight to sleep for like six or seven hours uh, yeah it's completely wiped out and um and after a few months of just being you know that frail and beat up pretty much um you know started you know realizing i gotta do you know it's just bugging me and didn't like the fact that I had no energy and, you know, I yeah. was hobbling around like an 80 year old man and I'm turning 55 soon. I'm old, but not that old. And so, um, 
young at heart. So anyways, I, I um, you know, took it upon myself to just start um, getting out and jogging a bit and, um, and yeah, getting back in shape. I've lost a few pounds, which they definitely wanted me to bulk up and gain a bunch of weight to mm -hmm. go through the um, treatments because you lose your appetite and you stop eating while you're going through all that stuff. So I bulked up to about 230 and I'm happily at 188 right now. So looking good, much, much more comfortable weight. Um, and I'm running, um, three or four times a week. Um, which has also given me enough strength that I can actually go skateboarding again. Nice. Um, I'm, um, yeah, that, living down here, there's too many amazing skate parks. The things that I For didn't sure. have. Yeah, we were we were lucky that if the ditch the ditch emptied out once the a ditch, year yeah. by our house, and we'd have to go and sweep it out, and you'd maybe get a buddy with a truck to steal a parking block from, and <laughs> you know haul it down to the ditch, and uh, you know there were banks behind loading docks and stuff like that in different places in town. But um, and now there's I think five or six skate parks in Reno. Nice. But growing up, there was nothing. There was when I was um, I think nine and ten. There was a place called Flow Motion. It was Reno's first skate park, Flow Motion. But um, they closed it down in '79, and which was cool because then it's like all you had to do is hop the fence, and you didn't have to pay to go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but after you know the cops would show up and pick people out if they were driving by and see see people there but um because people were just jumping the fence they bulldozed it um mm. a, a year later so damn damn um well what's uh what's next on the on your art horizon um besides those 10 inch records and can you, oh, can was, you share any yeah, secrets a little bit ago um Coming out, um, well, Matt Riddle is probably celebrating his, you know, the 25th anniversary of uh, Making Friends, which came out today. Yeah. Um, his new band, Fire Cell. I've got something on my desk for them. They're putting out a awesome. Uh, Shout um, out, Chris. Yeah, Chris Sweeney, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're they're putting out a seven inch. I'm actually not sure who with yet. Um, I did some preliminary sketches that they really liked, but then realized because there's there's going to be two songs on it. Um, they had me do sketches for the wrong song. <laughs> so, oh, so, so back to the drawing board. Um, okay, literally, they, they literally. Like it, and I'm I'm still going to take I think some of the elements from that um, original sketch mm -hmm. and bring it over um, to the I, one song was. Um, <laughs> about Proctor's Ledge, which is where the Salem Witch Trials and the Salem Witches were hung. The other song is called Fool's Errand. Mm -hmm. um, Great songs. And um, yeah, but basically me and Chris were just talking about one and we ended up talking about Proctor's Ledge and that's where we went with the first idea. But then, um, like I said, the, the other song, Fool's Errand, is going to be the main focal point of the seven inch and so they want to <laughs> more on that so nice so so we're starting over on that um 
you're lucky uh, you're, you're lucky you're an artist because then you actually get to say back to the drawing board you know exactly. <laughs> everyone else everyone else says it you could you could shake your fist at them and say you don't get to say that i do take your pasta back to the boiling water i got the yeah. drawing board. yeah i get a drawing board first. <laughs> dude that's awesome uh, um and then what else uh, I got? Well, uh there's a guy, there's a guy named pook in um in the uk who's got a little record label that he does stuff with. He's putting out his own record. Um, he's in a bunch of ska bands as well. Um, and I did a painting for him uh, last, last year as well. And um, it's such a weird, kooky painting. Um, <laughs> I'm really, really waiting for him to get get his record out because I think people will get a kick of of this weird painting we made for his cover. Well, do they do uh, you do you come up with a concept based on the song titles, or do they say I want this I want this picture or whatever? How does that work for a painter? Um, it, it's different every time. Some bands have a specific idea of what they're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. They'll say, "Hey, we got this idea. We're thinking this and this, and there's this and this." And, and you know, as I'm talking, I'll jot down notes, and then I try to put you know take those notes and what i grasped of their idea um and try to put it together with pencil and paper and scribble mm. up something that okay. you know is representative of what they're after um, yeah and other times um fans will say hey so this is the what we're thinking of calling it if you got any ideas for it let us know other bands oh. are just like you got any cool ideas we'd like to <laughs> what do you have lying around uh, i'll take it <laughs> so, so, I've, so I've, it's been a bit of both um and luckily um you know even the ones where they have pretty um definite idea of what it is that they want me to paint um mm -hmm. i still get to put a, a lot of my own you know like I said, they're, they're telling me what they want for their idea and stuff. And, um, I still put a lot of my own mm -hmm. vision into it and hopefully those things line up properly and they're happy. I'm happy. Um, there's been other times where, um, I'm actually bomb pops are playing tonight. I'm going to go see them. I did their last album cover. Oh, right. And, and it's funny because like Jen had, you know, all the different songs and she had different ideas for each song and sort of, you know, we came up with this idea of like this sort of collage of all these different ideas um, into a painting. And mm -hmm. I, you know, started doing that and um, they were out playing on touring. Uh, Hi. The one-year-old. One <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they were out playing and, um, and so she didn't get right back to me um, when I sent her, you know, the basically sort of sketched it out. Um, and had it ready to go onto an illustrate, you know, piece of illustration board. And I didn't hear back from her. So I was just like, I'm just going to start painting it. Cause yeah. I, I liked how it was looking. And, um, when she did get back to me, she's like, Oh, I really like it. But we've decided instead of that whole collage thing to just focus on this one area. And so basically, you know, yeah. the painting was, you know, this big, they focused on this one little part of the collage, which ended up being the, um, the carport with the you know old car in it, um, mm. and um, and then the neon the 
like hotel sign and stuff like that paint, being painted and all part of the you know so the whole yeah. thing was like a painting rather than actually having to put a bomb pop logo on there and things like you know those are painted into the actual image uh, that's right so that, 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 was, that was sort of one where you know we were going a whole different direction and then they you know flipped a you know flipped the script on me but just <laughs> rolled with it um you know so when i redid redrew it um they you know basically got what, what i sent them and then in photoshop just changed it around and like messed with the perspective and changed some stuff and i was like all right i'll paint it like that and so so it's kind of weird because that painting drives me crazy a little bit because the perspective <laughs> of, of you know yeah. If you look at the perspective of it, it's completely wrong. You know, the angle that the sign's painted at doesn't <laughs> go with the angle that the car's driving at and this and that. But it as a whole, it still is just a kind of a neat looking image. So I was I was happy with it. Um and um yeah, looking forward to going to see them tonight at the soda bar. Love the soda bar. Yeah, the little spot. You're doing the art show, paint, paint uh, punk rock and paintbrushes. Are you pretty active in then in that in that community, punk rock and paintbrushes? Like, do you tour with those shows? I actually will be going. Um, that'll be the first time I'm actually touring with them. Um, I went to, um, you know, I've gone up to the Bay Area for a show up there in LA as well mm -hmm. um, as well as here. And so, you know, the California shows are easy to do. Um, and was, yeah, like I said, I was lucky this year. Um, they, when they first put out the book, they wanted to do a whole tour, but then COVID made the logistics of half, you know, everything we wanted to do just weren't going to work. Oh, um, yeah. Now that we can get out there and people are feel free to go out and stuff like that, um, we're doing shows. It's not really a book tour like they originally had planned, but um, I believe um, it's the first through, uh, well, this the Labor Day weekend, first through the third or something like that or second second third and fourth something like that um september is um a big show in tupelo where elvis, elvis. presley was born yeah <laughs> uh, and um as a change change skateboard shop there has put this whole thing together with their city council and everything so it's going to be this huge event they're raising tons of money and free skateboards like a hundred different kids from the boys and girls club are going to be set up with like 200 bucks worth of skateboards and gear oh, each um and um That's so really it'll cool. be definitely fun to be part of that and like i said you got um christian Soy and brandon novak and ray barbie um you know gonna be there um, i always i always liked ray barbie's artwork on his on his boards and his um shoes and stuff like that but um, Sean Cliver, I believe, is, he's going to be one of the artists there. Um, I believe he's the guy who did design Dre Barbie's board. The, the kind of like um, the the doll, the, like the, the, the doll. dead doll. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I tried to steal that so many times in my own way, but <laughs> couldn't quite get it the same way as he did it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It reminded um, me of like a. It reminded me of. Break me if I'm wrong. It, like a, almost like a an old Stussy logo, like that kind of vibe, like with the. The Dolph kind of sitting, kind of limp, but like also kind of a live character, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I see that. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I said it right. <laughs> I think we got um, the 
some of the artists, Brian Bent, will be there, and his um, daughter, and they they have a the Bent duo, a band that he's got with her. Mm. Uh, she's on drums, and he's on guitar and sings, and so they'll be doing some music there. There's um, Trevor Keith, face to face, I believe he's doing some acoustic acoustic sets there. So that'll be fun. And then it fun. Moves, on to, moves on to Nashville. Um, so we're get, starting in Tupelo, then going to Nashville. And then I'll be back home, but my art will continue on. Um, oh, good. To, um, Virginia, as she mentioned some other dates. And, you know, I said, you got the art, just take it wherever you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and um, yeah, I would definitely um, looking forward to going out there and being being there for one of these. Um, you know, it's 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 neat to be at these events here locally, but out on the road, I think it'll be a, be a kick. And and I getting to see. I've never been to Nashville. I've never been to Tupelo, so I'm excited oh. to see different parts of the country. And you're gonna love um, it. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. When uh, when you make a art album, when you make artwork for an album, I should say, whether it's the layout or the the main painting, the cover. Um, do you also make all alternate versions of every time you do it? So do you have like, you know, the album that didn't get picked up by No Use or Lagwagon sitting in your portfolio that they didn't use, or or did they have the, did they get the originals or did they get all the artwork? How does that work? Uh, the the artwork is always still mine. Um, I always keep my originals. Um, I'll sell them off, or you know, sometimes the band does ask to buy them, mm. uh, but. Um, you know, it's it's my painting and my I own the rights. Um, That's cool. When when I do a job, it's they in a, in essence they're buying the um, usage rights to use it as a record cover. Mm. Uh, and I've never, you know, if bands are re-releasing something. I don't go looking for more money or anything like that. It's you know I've, I sold it to them to use as a record cover and as long as that's what they're using it for there's been cases where you know all of a sudden that i see skateboards are being made and this and that it's like hey you know that wasn't the deal my, yeah i know you're using my artwork to sell a skateboard and you know i know, just I know the, who you're talking about <laughs> um, um, dang so, so you so, have so, all this art you got all this art like still like in your possession like remember we i mean um, Lots so, of it, yeah. Or most of it, most of it. Um, but people can go on your store. Um, yeah. My store, you can find originals there. I think right now there's um, some original um, Holy Records. Uh, a band um, from the UK called um, Miss Vincent. I have um, the front and back cover that I did for them. I came out um, last year. Um and, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of these things sit around for a while. I actually just sold, um, last year I sold the cover for Mad Caddy's Duck and Cover, as well as Mad Caddy's Just One More. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Duck and Cover went to a guy in, in New York, and the Just One More went to a guy in UK. And um, so, you know, and he was just astonished that I still had it, you know. <laughs> But that, it in my profession. that also uh, must be so fulfilling to you as an artist though to that people still want to buy that i mean they want to buy the album means a lot to them more and the art is does too and then they just went up hey can i buy this or whatever you know like 
That's really cool. That's, that's, that's funny. I remember, um, you know, without showing your art regularly and stuff like that, when I was still in San Francisco, you know, I had a, um, a website, and, but it didn't have like the store aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, wasn't computer savvy enough to do that stuff back then. Um, and I remember putting um, putting some of my artwork up on eBay. And I was like, oh, maybe I can try to sell these on eBay. And I, I think I put two or three things up there. And um, all the comments were like, you know, and people were, you know, to me, I'm thinking, you know, here's a record cover, original artwork to a record cover. And the start, you know, I'm starting it low at $500 and hoping it'll get up from there maybe. Yeah. And, and I get kids thrown, you know, I tried to bid a hundred bucks, but it says I didn't, didn't make the maximum bid or something. You know, your artwork's too expensive, blah, blah, blah. And like giving me crap. And I'm thinking it's like, you could go to posters plus or one of those crappy print shops <laughs> in a mall and pick a Monet. That's, you know, all it is is a, you know, four colored printed poster that yeah. they probably made a million of them, you know, and that's going to cost you, you know, if you get it framed and stuff, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. And, and it's just this generic thing that you can find in every mall in America. You know, here is a one of a kind painting, and you're, you know, you're, it's, it's, and I get it. You know, punk rock kids don't always have lots of money. Right. It's funny now, now that I'm older and all these punk rock kids are older, that same record that they might have liked to, you know, that record that they loved 25 years ago they might see that the artworks available and be like, Oh, I got to get that now. Now that they're an adult and they have money. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so, so some of that old stuff has gone, um, you know, moved, moved recently because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I try to keep, um, you know, if, if it's up to me, I'd sell everything off right away. Just, um, but that's the thing is, you know, some people, it's not until 25 years later that they realize that they really need to cover painting an answer or whatever it might be. That's true. It takes them a long uh, time. But that's <laughs> the same reason why all these like records are being re-released at 20 and 25, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, silver, yeah. the silver foil treatment is what I've been calling what exactly all with the silver foil, and it's awesome because um, you know I've done a bunch of that record covers, and even just like seeing the. Um, the survival of the fattest done up with the silver foil, you know, it's, it's like, woohoo. Heck yeah. <laughs> was that you too? Yeah, I did that one. Yeah. Dude, that was, that's such a big, important record for so many people that I've talked to on this show, yeah. other record shows. Well, every blows my mind how many people, um, like that was their gateway drug into punk rock. That, that yeah. particular album might be the most important compilation of all time for, for our, for our generation. You know, I know there's, other yeah. ones that other people who'd hate me for saying that but you know um it just was it just was that's that for at least for people my age i'm 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 46 so um that was a, that was a good one so thanks for making that and i and i got the new i got the new one with the foil treatment so right so, so that's that really 
that really pushes me to say, we got to make your coffee table book now. <laughs> we got we to make it happen. I know people at different, you know, Pirates Press or whatever who, who can make it happen. Um, but um, we also got, we also got, I, what's your favorite thing to make at the bar? Oh, when it comes to cocktails and yeah, stuff. When it comes to like, um, yeah, libations. You know, um, I, I, I like making drinks. I, I love a spirit heavy drink, you know, something, you know, old fashioned style. That's, you know, definitely spirit forward, but I also don't mind getting, you know, fruity, citrusy, I, I, a good daisy, anything, you know, a, a margarita is a daisy. That's a, a daisy is basically just a formula where you've got, you know, an ounce and a half of your spirit, three quarters of a, um, of a liqueur, which is a sweetening agent as well as a flavoring agent, um, your ounce of citrus and your sugar. And, and you can make with that formula, you can make so many just amazing drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so a Paloma, a margarita, if you're into, you know, tequilas or mezcals, um, that same, that same combination works great with whiskey, cranberry juice and, you know, and an orange cordial. You know, so, you know your formulas. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So you're crazy. Um, I, um, you know, I've worked in crappy dive bar, live music kind of places. Um, mm-hmm. up at San Francisco covered wagon where stinky's peep show was. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the bar there was funny. If, if someone came in and actually ordered a mixed drink, was such a rare thing you know you're basically just opening beers and pouring shots up there yeah um and you know to you know some other places um in la as well as here where you know you're hand grinding little shavings of nutmeg you know to (laughs) sprinkle over the you know it's it's, you know that you know Uh uh-huh I know what you're you, 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 you you've got as many different kinds of bitters as you do um you know, vodkas <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, behind your bar. So, um, so from the fancy, fancy mixology stuff all the way to just the you know dirtiest dive bar bartending, I've I've done it all. I've, Nothing wrong with the dive. I love uh, a dive. <laughs> you know, the, the, the thousand capacity dance clubs aren't that fun to work in, but Mm-mm. boy, is the money great. You know, you it destroys you. You're you know eight hours nonstop. It, well, they start off really slow. You're standing around until midnight when everyone needs a drink. And from midnight on, you're just, Ranking. you know, nonstop. Yeah. Um, and then then now people are drunk and mad at you and you're closing the bar down. And they're throwing their plastic cups at you because you won't <laughs> give them one last round. Oh, um, and you're there until, you know, five in the morning cleaning up because they're, they're still dancing and you're still selling Red Bull and water. Um, you know, the place doesn't close until five or six in the morning and, you know, so we're too, we're too old for that now. So, you, so you're <laughs> like, you know, two nights of that and you need to sleep for three days, but you also made, you know, 800 to a thousand bucks in those two nights in right. tips. So, um, so it makes up the for sacrifice. The, yeah, the sacrifice. Yeah, no, totally. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, uh, the sacrifices we make to, for our craft, right? <laughs> Have you ever have you ever done art for any food or beverage companies? Um, well, I, when I was going to art school, I worked at uh, it was San Francisco's 
best brew pub ten year or nine nine out of the ten years that it was open, Twenty Tank Brewery, and I painted all the beer signs inside the place as well as did a you know t-shirt designs and things like that for them. Yeah. Um, um, and um, so that would be probably, I mean, as you know, other than that, designing logos for um, restaurants as well as um, flyers and different things like that, pr promotional items that they might throw on their tables or table tents, um, you know, a sports bar might want to put that they're having, you know, some scotch night. So you design a flyer for them, list all the fun things of why they should be there that night and, mm -hmm. you know, and they'll put that up. But actually, um, for, for like packaging, food packaging or anything like that, no. But I've done menu design and things like that for different restaurants. But usually restaurants or bars that I was working at as well. That's, it wasn't that I went out saying, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm the guy to make your new menu. Uh, <laughs> they just they just knew uh, <laughs> what's your what what's your uh overall if you could describe your art or whatever like wh what would your art be like if it was a if it was a food or a drink um uh mai tai Ooh, um, delicious and, and, and well it also uh, looks like this fun um fun fruity drink uh, <laughs> but it'll also knock you on your ass so oh, uh, you're hardcore <laughs> well you know it's I, um, I someone once said that i was the punk rock norman rockwell which i liked because <laughs> well norman norman rockwell is one of my favorite painters he was just insanely amazingly talented um um for capturing but, the moment uh, but it, it's, it's sort of like that you know i try to paint good so like people say oh even if they don't like the image they say oh it's painted nice mm -hmm. you know so so chances are you might not want to hang a picture of um a guy you know 69 and a sheep on <laughs> on your wall some people but, do but, but if you look at it you're get, still gonna say well at least it's painted nice you know so it's Painted nice. So it's, it's sort of like Norman Rockwell, but not his subject matter. His subject matter was just too sort of Americana, um, yeah, cliche Americana stuff. He got the job um, done. So I, I would I, I would strive for his aesthetic, but um, but I like my own sort of subject matter. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I, you know, the subject matter that's gonna like that is more in your face, um, not so homogenized and, and. <laughs> no you're you're st <laughs> the covers are definitely <laughs> unique uh people people who like i said if you know you know and um have you done it other controversial looking kind of art like that that's not no effects um no effects <laughs> i've definitely got to have the most fun with um i've done some stuff that um actually one that's unless you I, not that many people have it. Um, there was a limp um, EP, the, the Fine Girl EP. Um, I did a painting, and there's, they're like they wanted something for the inside of their cover, 
um, or the inside, you know, those are pulled open and they didn't, didn't have anything put in there. Mm-hmm. And they said, you got anything just laying around? I said, well, there's this. And, um, and so not many people have seen it because it's on the inside of, uh, of, of a record that was put out that no one really bought anyways. Um, <laughs> um, I think it was on, I was I think it was, Fueled by Ramen that put it out. Uh, Fueled by Ramen or Asian Man. I think Fueled, Fueled by Ramen. Uh, and it's um, all the songs except one are are on Guitarded, so so it's not like you needed to buy it. Oh, I see. Um, and um, and anyways, um, the it's basically I took you know the back pages of. Um, Porn mags always have all these um, phone sex advertisements, and so basically, I just took took those and took all of the literature and just changed all the pictures. So okay, so where it says um, you know, world's greatest co- cocksucker, dial one eight hundred or one eight nine nine. Yeah, you know. Um, big tits or whatever the phone number might be. Uh, and, um, you know, so I just replaced the images from a girl spreading her stuff open to more wholesome Rockwellian style <laughs> images. And I like the contrast of that, you know, it's like, cause, cause you know, a, a naked girl isn't, there's nothing pornographic about that until you say world's greatest cocksucker. Um, ah, so it's, okay. the, it's, it's the it's the it's the context. In a sense, it's the, yeah, it's the context <laughs> put that image in, and so so um, you know ball blasting action. I, there's just a picture of bullets. Um, there's the world's greatest cocksucker one was changed to an image of Uncle Sam. Uh, let me lick every. Yeah, let, <laughs> let me lick every inch. Um, was the writing on, on one of them and it was two little kids sharing an ice cream cone. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but, but so it was like this whole page of um, phone sex ads in the back of a porn mag mm-hmm. uh, that I just changed the image to just for and painted. And so then, and they ended up printing that inside and then they got a bunch of flack because um, the numbers were real. I didn't change the numbers, <laughs> and so so kids were actually calling the phone oh. number. And really, and the, the band I remember um, calls me up. Phil, the singer, he's like, "Dude, that artwork, those phone numbers, they're real." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, dude, they're like, we got all these kids saying they're like, you know, and I was like. I didn't tell him to call these numbers. It's like I didn't even tell you guys to use the painting. You guys said you wanted to use it. It's, it wasn't my fault. Is basically what I was saying. But just, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's random things like that. Um, I've painted some stuff that um, for art shows and whatnot. Not, I think the heavy pet. I mean, heavy petting zoo. Well, actually, the eating lamb version of it of that record um, or that release, I should say, is, you know, it was banned in, in Germany and they had to pull, pull all the records and stuff that were in stores and stuff off the shelves mm-hmm. uh, when that came out. 
and so that's you know that's um, that's as definitely as controversial as it's gotten. Even here in the states, I remember um, Surfer Magazine blurred it out, so it's like they took the Fat Records ad, but then did one of those pixelated, blurry things oh. over where, and not even the vinyl version, the the CD version where the guy's just holding the sheep in his lap. They like oh, yeah. blurred blurred out. Any you know, basically from the waist down on the sheet, <laughs> which to me it's like that makes it seem naughtier. <laughs> that's, that's true too. Yeah, and when, when there's pixels on things that aren't aren't naughty, you're like, what is what is it hiding or whatever? Exactly. Like bleeping out words that aren't dirty or whatever. So that's always like. Yeah, Jimmy but, Kimmel, I think, does that on his show. That, oh yeah, yeah, something like yeah. Un- unnecessary censorship. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's uh, that's fun. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. This, this new this new no effects ten inch, um, I think might be. It'll be the only um, actual nudity that I've painted on a cover. Oh. And so even though you don't really see anything, it's kind of you will you can kind of tell it's she's naked. Yeah, leave I, it, I did. A, leave I, it to them. Um, there's a band called um, Strong Arm um, on Tooth and Nail Records. I had that uh, one. The the um, Advent of a Miracle. That um, I love that one. Yeah. That that there was a fourth painting that didn't get used on the on that because um, because the nudity um, they basically. So, so you're familiar the the girl on the front. She's like, got her eyes are sewn shut, mm-hmm. uh, and and she's like cupping light in a sense. It's just could be fire, it could be something. But she's basically the idea was like you know she's in torment, mm-hmm. being tortured, but she's holding on to this light, mm-hmm. um, sort of like a faith thing, I guess. Uh, and then. Um, uh, so on the inside, you see her. She's laying sickly on this bed, and there's all these sort of tormenting souls yeah, on the wall behind her. And and then a light comes down, and she sits up to that, and you know starts to reach up to the light. And then the last painting, she's like sort of floating up and levitating up into the light. And even though the light was so stark, you you couldn't see. The way I did it, and the shadowing and everything—you couldn't see nipples, you couldn't see—but but you could tell she was naked because there was no clothes on her. But you couldn't see mm-hmm. the defining features that you look for in a naked body, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but them being a Christian band um, and wanting this to be able to be sold in Christian record store or Christian bookstores and whatnot. Um, couldn't have any nudity at all, even though it was going to be on the inside of the record. Um, and they asked if I would repaint it, but maybe like where it's like you see her back. And at the time, because you know they didn't have very much of a budget, and I had already painted four paintings for what I would usually charge to paint one. Because yeah. um, I, I, you know, I I liked the idea. I liked the the look of the paintings and how it was going when they asked me to redo that one. I was like, you know, unless you guys are going to kick in more cash. No, <laughs> I said, if you don't like it, just don't use it. 
and so so that one didn't get used. Uh, I guess is that that's controversial trying to put nudity into a Christian bookstore. <laughs> You're right. I mean, it, it was, um, I mean, I had I had that shirt. I remember they had a picture. They had that. They had her. She was laying down with her back towards the viewer on the shirt. So she was. It was that that person. Um, I, I think it showed, I think it showed her backside, including her, 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 you know, her butt crack on the shirt. Um, so maybe the band printed that himself off the, I don't know. That one, that one didn't get censored, but, um, yeah. it was, I did, I like that whole art series and I have the, um, I have the original vinyl release. Um, okay, right yeah, so, so you, that, have, you have, you have three of the four images. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the, the, fourth, the fourth one is actually my favorite painting of, of the bunch. And, is that um, the one you have listed on the website? Um, it's. Yep. Uh, I knew you have the tormented faces. You got the the. the uh, oh no! The, yeah, the the tor- That's the that's the first painting. Of okay. The, so so that's when she's still just laying there, you know, sort of, I balled up in a, you know, fetus position. Uh, and then the next one, she sits up and starts to reach up to the light. Right. And then the, the one they didn't use, she's like levitating up into it. Um, that one, as actually ended up giving it to Kent Jamison, who's um, NoFX's manager. Uh, um, it was a, a wedding gift to him and his wife. 20 oh, he wanted that so. picture? Or I that don't know one? if he wanted it. That's just what I gave it gave to him. For <laughs> Here you <that>. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't want it, I'll, I'll, um, I'll help him out with that. Um, no, no, that, that's one example of your paintings that match the album really well. Like it, it, that one really works with a lot of the songs and the, the lyrics and everything like that, and the music and the feeling of the record. Um, that's probably one of the most emotional records in my collection, and I have a lot of punk rock and Christmas yeah. records and like all. I have a collection, and that one in particular to me is a very, um, you know. They kind of sound like Shai Hulud and um, the Florida scene and stuff like that, but like the the lyrics and if you're looking at the artwork on that and you're listening to it at the same time, it really creates this vis- visceral emotion to me. Like when I do a food and music pairing or something like that, it's like I want you to see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, smell it, touch it, all that at the same time. Yeah. So when I can hold the record, you know, and see your art, um, is that the only thing you did for Tooth and Nail, by the way? Um, yeah, well, I did um, MXPX. Um, Actually, it's sort of funny. They asked. I did a bunch of sketches for them, but then they they got Coop to do the cover. Um, oh, they actually yeah. called me. They called me and asked me. Um, Life in general is the name of the record, I believe. Yeah, that's the um, one. And um, I, they wanted me to do the cover, but when they they basically said um, they really liked Coop and asked me if I could do something like Coop, and I said, well. No. <laughs> if you want a coop, you should call a coop. We don't, you know. Yeah. We I'm, don't really I'm, do the same thing. I'm stuff. Mark. Hey, I'm Mark. <laughs> and, and I and I didn't want to. I didn't want to bite his style. You know, I I probably could have come up with something coopish. Um, yeah. But um, so so you know, I I basically turned in some sketches and said, you know, this is sort of. You know, it also seemed funny because it said, you know, 
when I was talking to the record guy, he said, so they're, you know, MXPX, you know, they're sort of like a teeny bopper poppy punk band, but they're, they're, they're wanting to grow out of that. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to get more into an adult phase in their career. They, you know, they want to be considered along the lines of no effects and, you know, lag wagon, more adult oriented than, you know, yeah. the bubblegum punk rock that your little brother might listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was like, okay, I got, I got where you're coming from. So and, eating, eating. But then they told me, the, then they told me the idea they had was, you know, this, bully jock picking on a punk rock nerd throwing him in a garbage can in front of a bunch of lockers in high school i was like well how is that a mature <laughs> yeah it's like you 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 just told me you, you want to grow out of that um but so I, I turned in some sketches um but um they ended up getting coop to do the cover and yeah, yeah it's that's their big album it's a big one so but I, imagine I that with, imagine that with a mark DeSalvo cover <laughs> that'll be uh, 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 and so so it's a, a eating lamb kind of cover like for <laughs> that's funny i can oh my gosh that's gonna be that's funny i'm gonna tell mike um dude <laughs> finish me off here with a give me one nugget of wisdom from something you've learned in your whole career either as an artist the dad a bartender a family man whatever um i think and it's something because people you know i get younger kids asking me all the time, like, how did I get started in doing this and doing that? And um, so the wisdom is to, you know, follow, make sure you're doing something you like doing. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be art related. It doesn't have to be, you know, just make sure you're doing something you like and something that you're into. Because um, 20 years down the road, um, if it's something you still like and something that you were into, you're, you're still going to be motivated to do it and want to do it, even if it becomes a job, because, you know, Solid. when yeah. you got, when you got a bunch of deadlines and having to sit down and paint when you're not feeling that creative, um, it feels like a job a lot of the time too, but I mm -hmm. still have the fact that I'm at home with my kids, you know, being able to work on stuff in my time, um, yeah. or, for bands that I like for music that I like to listen to or for skateboard companies or mm -hmm. um, anything that I'm happy and excited to be a part of. Um, it's what, it's what makes it worth doing, you know, because you're not going to make a lot of money. Indeed. Being an Indeed. Oh, say uh, less, say less. I know yeah. that's like, a, <laughs> you do, we do I it for the love. Every, we do it for every, the craft. Every, every art school graduating class every year, there might be 10 people that go out and make a lot of money. Um, the rest of us are going to work our asses off. And, <laughs> and, and if we're lucky, actually be able to pay our bills by doing mm -hmm. art. Um, chances mm -hmm. are, um, well, actually chances, I should say, I'll most definitely be um, going back to work, um, maybe bartending, um, maybe I, started thinking of maybe looking into teaching um you know finding an art art school that might want someone to teach a few classes a couple times a week or something like that um Rad. so i can so i can you know have some more money coming in continue definitely going to keep working on art because that's i always have you know there's definitely some times where i was um you know, you're bartending, the next thing you know, you've been around the longest, so now you're the bar manager. 
<laughs> and yep. the next thing you know, you're there, you know, seven days a week and not doing anything else. And that becomes your life. And you're like, oh, man, I got to get back to painting. I got to get back to doing this or doing that. And, and you know, so it's definitely there's been times where um, bars yeah. and restaurants have taken over, but I've always kept plugging away. And even those bars and restaurants that I was managing, all the artwork and flyers and menus were done by me. So, so I was still getting creative that way as well. You stay busy, so, man. <laughs> man, yeah. I, I appreciate all this time you gave me today, Mark. Um, my pleasure, my I pleasure. Probably, I could probably pick your brain for hours, but you know, you got a, you got a concert to go to. You got some kids, you got <laughs> stuff to do, but we should, uh, maybe we should hook up together sometime since you're, you live near my kitchen and such. Uh, yeah, so I'd love but, to um, stop in and sample, sample some, uh, some of your delights. I'll make a Mark DeSalvo uh, hot sauce. Um, <laughs> you can do hey, the label. Make it, make it mild, make it mild, because I'm a I'm I'm a wimp when it comes to that okay. stuff. Okay, I can do mild, yeah. I'm my and my time mix and stuff. So, anyways, hi. hi. I told you this. I told you this guy was cute. What's up, Tiger? <laughs> Who's this? This is Wiley. This is Wiley. Hi, Wiley. <laughs> He's he loves the camera. <laughs> hi. <laughs> cool man. Uh, well. Have a, have a good weekend and um yeah if, if you're um if you're not busy in the kitchen or something and can swing by because it is right in your neighborhood the art show at um static skate shop tomorrow um it'd be great to meet you chat in person and, um, and when's the that, next next one after that is the, the tupelo one or the, tupelo's the... after that and then um and then <laughs> Nashville, those are all in September. Okay. And there'll be a bunch of shows where punk rock and paintbrushes is popping up and my artwork mm -hmm. will be there, but I would I might not necessarily be there. Heck yeah. Um, I guess I got a shout out. Go to www.markdesalvo.com. Um, yep. Get some I've stuff. I've got um you can commission one of my DeSalvo filter paintings that we talked about earlier. Um mm -hmm. All the information to do that is up there. I've got some of the skateboards that um, I designed. I had some reprinted for the art show tomorrow. I've got those nice. up on my website as well. Um, so, um, you know, well, while cancer was kicking my ass, um, selling prints and my artwork was what kept us going. And I'm yeah. still trying to still trying to push that and. And keep it going. And Heck yeah! So, Do it for the kids. You hear that, everybody? Get some, get some art. Buy some art. Get some custom. Get some stuff that's already there. Get some, hi, and get a commission going. Buying <laughs> art is the is the coolest thing you can do. It's the coolest thing. I'm Miles yeah. Davis. <laughs> All right, Mark. Bye, Wiley. <laughs> it was, it was great, great chatting you. I'll talk soon. All right. See you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs> There it is, there it was, there it will always be. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between. That was the illustrious, and I do mean the illustrious, Mr. Mark DeSalvo, the artist, the former bartender, the cancer survivor, the husband, the father. His kid, Wiley, was on the camera at the very end for, for a second. That <laughs> was pretty cute. And uh, that was a fun conversation. He was, he was a fun dude. I had fun time. Uh, did I mention fun? Yeah, because just the way he talks, the way he talks about his art, the way he talks about everything, he's just got a fun outlook on life. 
everybody likes Mark. He does. He has uh, art shows on tour right now. As by the time this episode comes out, the art show with punk rock and paintbrushes it will still be on on tour. Be sure to catch that. You can find his stuff at markdesalvo.com. M-A-R-K-D-E-S-A-L-V-O dot com. If you haven't figured it out by now, he has done a lot of artwork for um, for in the punk rock community. Uh, our album covers, excuse me, artwork, paintings. You can get him, commission him to paint stuff uh, at his website using the Mark DeSalvo filter. That's kind of a hashtag he created. And uh, yeah, check him out. He'll do some paintings for you, the family, your animals. He does it all. Um, he, uh, I should have added this in the footnotes of that Bad Religion episode, but he was also one of the artists that submitted artwork for Bad Religion Process of Belief album. He said, he said Brett might have been the only one who saw it. So um, it ended up uh, going with a different artist. But hey, Mark has done so, so many album art covers for Bat Records, Epitaph Records, Tooth & Nail Records, Solid State Records, so um, just to name a few. And there's still more to come. That was enlightening. I think it inspired me. I'm not. I'm not an artist per se in the in the sense that how Mark is with painting, but I I do love doodling and drawing, and sometimes my stuff looks decent. But I I got a lot to learn, obviously, from people like him, who were just doing it and getting the stuff out there. Like I said before, doing the damn thing. So I gotta bust out the easel and do some more paintings of maybe even just start with paint, trying to paint some album covers like that or whatever. I don't know. I dabble in graphic design, but I'm nothing like like an artist like that so i got a lot of work to do but anyways i'm gonna wrap up the show and i didn't ask but i don't think mark was in a band playing but he's done definitely done a lot of album covers and if you didn't catch it he did one of the most famous compilation album covers of all time he's done he's done several but um i'm gonna play a song uh from survival of the fattest which came out in 1996 it comes up a lot on punk rock conversation shows album shows um important album shows because it was a compilation of fat records bands there's about i think 16 or 17 tracks on there at the time and it just had a i just got the uh reproduction from fat records this year um or it wasn't maybe last year i don't know but i (laughs) i got the album the 25 year anniversary album his artwork is on the cover and it's a iconic uh it's an iconic look survival of the fattest check it out it's got everybody on it i'm gonna pick one song from it it's gonna be no effects covering don mclean uh vincent which was a song from 1971 but it got the no effects treatment and it's just a fun one i had a lot to choose from obviously but i just went with that one because it's a fun song no effects does a good job covering mark DeSalvo did a good job capturing the essence of the compilation with the pun with survival of the fattest and all that so that's just one of many covers check out his website he's got a he's got some rad stuff i i own a lot of his stuff in my collection on albums and uh i wouldn't be i would not be unstoked if you will i would i would love to have some of his actual artwork hanging on my wall so i'm gonna start saving up for that but anyways yeah thanks for listening i'm chef josh it's been real it's hot you know this i don't need to tell you but um, it's, it's, uh, it's sweaty at the studio because i got to turn off the fans when I do this. I'm going to get out of here, sh- share the show with a friend, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, i got links in the bio. i got links in the show notes. So let's, let's chat. Famcastpod at gmail.com or instagram.com forward slash thefamilycast. We'll start there. There's links everywhere. Find me. i got more shows coming up soon. I'll talk to you soon, everybody. Thanks so much. Ciao, ciao.
Good night, love.